Welcome to Words, Wobbles and Wisdom, an honest and fun body positive podcast by me, Anne-Marie Miles. Are you struggling with your weight? Do you wish that you didn't think about food so often? Are there days when you'd wrestle a toasted sandwich off an alligator? Well then, this might just be the podcast for you. I share my story, a lifelong battle with weight, food and mental health struggles. I share it alongside some of my writing on the subject and some of the wisdom I've gleaned from my life as a Christian. So join me for this week's episode of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. Hello there and welcome to this week's episode of Words, Wobbles and Wisdom. I hope you are all well and that some of you are enjoying a break from work, whether that be work that you do sitting at a desk or out in your car or whether it's work doing the school run or whatever it is that fills your day. I hope coming up to Easter you're going to get a bit of time off and a bit of rest and relaxation. Easter week actually tends to be quite a busy one for me, being uh, married to a church minister and involved in church life. But it is a great one. I love Easter week. And it's such a special time and not just because of the chocolate, as wonderful as the chocolate is. And it is. What is it about Easter egg chocolate, actually? I mean, it's the same as any other chocolate, but it's just so yummy. Love Easter egg chocolate. Anyway, I'm completely digressing. In church life, Easter is a little bit like Christmas in that you sing songs once a year, the same dozen songs every day for about two weeks. But I absolutely love it. I've actually always loved Easter from the time I was a child. March and April were always two great months as a kid. We had Patrick's Day and then my birthday and then Easter kind of fell somewhere around that time. And then April was my dad's birthday and in April was my mum's birthday as well. And actually, they both passed away in March. So we've got their anniversaries in March as well. So very in keeping with family traditions. Um, March and April are always a really special time for me. And I'm sure I've mentioned before that when I was a kid, my parents worked in a chocolate factory. So I do remember one particular Easter coming up to the Easter weekend. I came home from school and there was a large box of Easter eggs in their foil, a big cardboard box of big Easter eggs in foil. And then a smaller box that had a load of kind of flat packed Easter egg boxes. And my mum and an aunt of ours who worked in the factory as well, they were kind of popping up these flat Easter egg boxes, popping them into shape and sitting the eggs into them. And I was just mesmerised by the sight of all this chocolate. And I had probably, which I usually did, given up chocolate for Lent that year. Uh, So I was like, oh, you know, my eyes were standing out on stalks looking at all this chocolate. And I was like, what, you know, what's going on? And maybe they forgot that I was due in or something. They were so wrapped up in what they were doing. They were trying to kind of cover themselves, you know. Uh, But they told me, the story they told me was that they hadn't finished all of their work in the factory and they had to bring some home because they had to get it done. And I'm still not sure whether that was actually true because I wonder were they doing a bit of moonlighting for the Easter bunny, if you know what I mean. So I was I was I wasn't even as at that young, tender age, I wasn't sure that they were telling me the truth. But I just remember walking in the door and seeing all these Easter eggs. Oh, my goodness. 
it was a glorious sight. When you're a chocolate addict like me, it was an absolutely glorious sight. I have another Easter memory of when two of my nieces, so my eldest, my two eldest nieces stayed in our house for the Easter weekend. I can't remember if their parents were away or if they stayed as well. But I do remember it was the Saturday, Easter Saturday, and they stayed over and they they both slept in my bed and I slept kind of uh, top to toe in between them. So my head was at the bottom of the bed near the door. Uh, so it's e- late Easter Saturday night and next of all, I, I see the handle of the door move and the door is open. So I shut my eyes really, really tight and the door opened and then there was kind of some kerfuffle and then the door closed again. So I opened my eyes and there were three Easter eggs on the floor at the bottom of the bed. So only, you know, inches away from me, within arm's reach, these three Easter eggs. And the light must have been on, on the landing. There was a glass panel above my door. So when the light in the landing was on, there was some good light in my bedroom. And I could see our names were on them. And actually, it never occurred to me that the Easter Bunny's writing was identical to Santa Claus's writing. I never I never spotted that. Uh, it was only later in life um, that I kind of thought, oh, hang on a second. But anyway, um, so my the, the eggs that had my niece's names on them were much bigger than mine. So I lay there wondering if I could get a pen and turn Maria, who's my eldest niece, if I could change Maria <laughs> to Anne-Marie. You see, I was, I, I was thinking, OK, well, I could do a job on the A at the end, turn that into an E. But the capital M of Maria was going to be a problem because my my name has a small M. And I was like, OK, um, right, how am I going to do this? So I spent ages and ages working out how I could just write A-N-N. That'd be fine. But how could I make the capital M look a bit smaller? And I thought, well, if I if I put a giant A and a slightly smaller N and a sli- another N slightly smaller, it would look like the letters were getting gradually smaller. <laughs> and then I could make the capital M into a like a roundy M. So I spent ages working out how I could do this. And once I had it all worked out and I was thinking, right, where's there's a pen? There was a pen in my bedroom somewhere. I suddenly looked at my egg, which had Anne-Marie on it and realized that there was no way I was going to be able to turn Anne-Marie into Maria. So I had to leave it as it was. And I'd spent ages working out how I could do it. It was really annoying, actually. So the next morning we all woke up and Maria and Karen got their big eggs and I got my small one. <laughs> Sorry, it's a very traumatic memory for me. Um, <laughs> but another Easter Easter memory I have is maybe a little less chocolatey and a little more Eastery. It was a Good Friday Mass. Now, in our church, the church I went to, on the wall of the church, there was a large crucifix. It was a wooden cross. What I think it was like an iron cast sculpture of Jesus hanging on this cross. And, and it was actually nailed. From what I can remember, I was very young. But that's my memory of it, is this this um, iron sculpture of Jesus kind of nailed to a wooden cross and this hung on the wall of the church. And in school that week, we'd had a visit from a priest who was talking to us about the fact that it was Easter week and the different things that happened. And he basically was explaining to us about 
Jesus prayer in the garden of Gethsemane, the Last Supper, all the different things that happened and that Jesus was on the cross because of the sin of the world and that all of the wrong things that we had done were the reason that Jesus had to die. And I just remember being really um, affected by that. Um, I remember knowing it was my fault knowing that I was the reason that Jesus was on the cross and I felt awful. Um, and then, so then on Good Friday then, we went to Mass and I remember walking in the door and always being afraid to look up at the wall, you know, where the big crucifix was and it was gone. It wasn't on the wall. And then I realised it was lying on the steps of the altar. And at one stage of the Mass, we all queued up and the idea was that we were to kneel down when we got to the altar and say a prayer and kiss the feet um, of Jesus on the cross. And I remember I was just thinking about what the priest had said and just felt really bad about it. And I can't remember what age I was. I was very young, like I was only probably like seven or eight or something. And I'm walking up and I remember kneeling down. And I, I was nervous and I hit my tooth off the the nail that was in his feet. Uh, you know, I just remember kind of t tapping my tooth off the nail and the, it just shot up my tooth, you know, like cold ice cream or something, you know, just that it hit the nerve. And oh my goodness, so I, I kissed the, you know, kissed it and stood up and I was, I, I really was like jittery about it. So conscious that it was my fault that, uh, that Jesus was there. And when I look back on it now, I actually do believe that the priest was right. I, you know, from what I understand from the Bible, that what he said to us was true. But for me, this is the, this is the way I see it, that he only told us half the story. He didn't tell us the full story. Or I certainly don't remember hearing the full story let's put it that way that yes Jesus died for my sin yes Jesus was on the cross because of the sin of the world but he did it willingly he went willingly because he loves us not because he's angry with us and it it strikes me that I've no memory of church on Easter Sunday I don't I, I remember Good Friday so vividly but I don't remember Easter Sunday. Now it's quite possible that that's because I was in a chocolate coma and that or I was busy, you know, stealing Easter eggs from nieces and nephews. <laughs> I, it's quite possible that I didn't care um, what was happening on Easter Sunday because all I could think about was chocolate and my Sunday dinner or whatever. But I, I genuinely have no memory of singing Easter He Has Risen songs or hearing that bit of the story either from school or from mass. I just don't remember it. And I'm not complaining or criticising. I really am. not I'm grateful for my upbringing. You know, my parents' faith was really important to them and they tried very hard to pass it on. And a lot of the time I just totally ignored them. But the bits I do remember, it's like I didn't get the full version of the story. And I know that, you know, though Good Friday is a dark day, you know, from a spiritual and from a religious point of view. 
um, and it is one that I am partly responsible for and I do believe that that Easter Sunday is a glorious day and I'm so grateful that I get to sing hymns that speak of the resurrection that speak of Jesus triumph over the grave and triumph over sin and that the fact that he took on the sin of the world which includes my sin you know the fact that he took it on himself he then conquered it you know and conquered death itself by rising from the grave and I'm just so excited about that and I've always always loved that time of the year because it was a family time and it was a celebratory time you know birthdays and Patrick's Day and Easter they were all around the same time and Mother's Day as well is usually lumped into that that time as well um and now I think I've got so much more to celebrate. I have so much more to add to that, not to replace it. I don't, you know, I don't chuck all of those things away. Um, I add to that and, and it's made so much better by the, the spiritual side of it for me, which is so, so important. And I just would encourage you if you've never kind of investigated the Easter story, if you've never, you know, maybe you learned about it in school the way I did, or maybe you've heard about it, that it, you know, these days, there's so many church services online. Almost every church I know has got an online service. You could be lying in your bed Easter Sunday morning and still, you know, investigate it and listen to a church. We'll be having one. Um, it won't be live, but it'll be on YouTube later in the day. We'll be having a Sunday afternoon service as well. But no matter where you are, you could go to a service or you could watch a service online. And I really would encourage you, if you've never done it, to investigate it, to look into it, to see what it is that all the fuss is about, what it is that Jesus did and what he achieved and it's just so amazing and so wonderful. And I would love, I would just love you to investigate it and look into it and read those passages in the Bible. You don't have to own a Bible to read them. You can just Google Bible Gateway or just Google read the Bible. There's, you know, the Bible's online. It's easy to access. And uh, I would love you to do that because Easter really is such an amazing time. So before we uh, go to your favorite bit of the podcast, one thing I wanted to share with you is that I have started to do some volunteering work with UCB Ireland. Now, uh, United Christian Broadcasters have their own station based in Ireland and I've been uh, volunteering with them as a volunteer presenter. And the show that I'm presenting is called The Writer's Trail and it's going to be starting next week, next Thursday, the 21st on UCB Ireland and uh, you can listen to UCB online as well as uh, on your radio. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it's on Serview as well um, if you're in Ireland. And um, But yeah, so it is It is really, it's a show that kind of looks at the whole area of Christianity and writing and how the Christian life and writing go together. So I'm interviewing, I'm interviewing a range of different writers uh, from some from Ireland, some from the UK, some from further afield. And there's two guests on each show. And I would love you to tune in if you're interested in Christian writing and you'd like to tune in, check out UCB Ireland. And if you go to their website, uh, you'll be able to find out um, where exactly you can listen. And the show starts on the 21st of April. So I hope you really enjoy it. I'd love you to tune in and let me know 
what you think. That would be great. I, 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 I'm so excited to be back involved in radio. I was involved in radio when I lived in Ireland and it was one of the things I really was, sorry, you know, apart from family, <laughs> apart from the people I love, it was probably the one thing that I was really sorry to say goodbye to was my involvement in Christian radio. I so loved it. So it's very exciting to be back uh, doing Christian radio again and the team at UCB Ireland are, are really great. They're so encouraging. And it's brilliant to be back doing radio again. So, yes, I would love you to tune in on the 21st and the weeks following and let me know what you think. And so to finish off today. What is that about? Absolutely. What is that about? Well, I am getting a little bit fed up with Monica from Microsoft. Monica from Microsoft rings me, gosh, pretty much... It's getting to the stage now where it's nearly every day. And yeah, I'm getting a bit fed up with Monica from Microsoft, who's ringing me to tell me that there's something wrong with my computer. And I'm, I'm at the stage now where I'm just kind of hanging up on her. But I'm so, so tempted to wind her up a bit. I heard this great story about um, a woman who owns our one of our local chippies. And she got on the phone to one of these, you know, Monica from Microsoft people and spent like about 20 minutes winding up this person, answering all of their questions, telling them, you know, that she was doing what they instructed, giving them all this login information that meant nothing and just asking them to repeat it. And and seemingly you can find it online. I must try and get a link to it and put it somewhere. But basically wound up this scam caller for ages recorded herself and it was absolutely brilliant. I I would so love to have the courage to do that. I would just absolutely love to completely wind up Monica from Microsoft. But I am getting really fed up with it because what really, really annoys me about it is the fact that there are one. I know it. I know personally at least one person who has fallen for it hook, line and sinker and ended up having their computer completely just destroyed with pop ups and links and porn and everything it was just awful. And it was an older person, so it was really distressing for them because they didn't know what to do. And I just think, I mean, there's got to be something we can do that probably isn't. But I just wish there was something we could do uh, because I know immediately when I hear it's Monica from Microsoft that I can just hang up on her. The whole, It really, really, really bugs me. The fact that they are just trying to dupe people into getting access to their computers. But I am sorely tempted to go along with them and see how far I can get winding them up and saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, OK, gosh, yeah, yeah. Please help me. Please help me. And then uh, just doing it so I can annoy them because my goodness, they annoy me. So there you go. There's my irk for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. And mariemiles.co.uk if you want to go and have a listen to older episodes, if you want to buy me a coffee, if you want to check out anything else about what I'm doing with my, uh, my writing or Sunflower Tech or any of the other things I do, you'll find out all the information you need at annemariemiles.co.uk. UK. I hope you have a really lovely Easter and don't forget Easter Sunday morning if you're lying in bed kind of half dozing tune into a service and have a listen and I really hope that God blesses you. Thank you so much for joining me. I will see you and you will hear me next week. Bye bye. Happy Easter.